Welcome to a special episode of the We Belong Here podcast powered by Civic Commons. My name is Frank Nam and I will be your host today. We are having this special podcast because uh, we want to announce our a partnership with the Evergrey. And the partnership started on uh, the 24th of June. And so for six weeks, every Wednesday, we will be highlighting someone in our community who is taking that extra step to create more belonging, to use their superpower for mutual aid and to benefit the, their community. We're really excited to, to do this, to create narratives and stories and share these stories with you all. I'm excited to have Caitlin Moran here of the Evergrey. So hi, Caitlin. How are you? Thanks for having me, Frank. Now, before we learn more about the Evergrey and our partnership with them, uh, let's kick things off uh, as we regularly do here on the podcast by having you share your own story. So Caitlin, tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I grew up north of Seattle, kind of in a, a distant suburb, I, I suppose, up near Everett. Been in local news media here for a little over, you know, I guess, 10 years-ish. Mostly focused on digital journalism and storytelling. Before, I guess, most most recently before the Everay, I worked at the Seattle Times and was one of their first engagement editors, um, helped launch the Education Lab project back in 2013. So really got a feel for building audiences, connecting with readers, um, all that good stuff, and, and really diving in deep to what makes our community tick and, and all the awesome people that are working to affect change in various um, corners of our, of our city. I've lived in Capitol Hill for almost 10 years. It's definitely home to me uh, now. There's a lot of excitement going on in the area, um, but it's always been a really interesting gathering spot in our city and kind of a, a place that that has uh, had a reputation one way or the other for, for decades. That's mm-hmm. my, my geographic rooting in the city. Let's see, I um, took some time off to travel a few years ago after the Seattle Times and then came back to Seattle in 2018 um, and started contributing to the Evergrey. At that point, um, took over as director of the Evergrey about a year ago, uh, July 2019. Been writing it pretty much every day since then. Um, got to meet lots of interesting folks, um, you know, both as like interview subjects, through events that we posted, panel discussions, and just, just engaging with our readers and our members who are really awesome and highly plugged in, highly curious people um, who want to engage with their city and figure out ways to make it better. Did you always want to be a journalist? Is that something that you know, that's something you always wanted to do as like a young person? Yeah, probably since around high school. Um, I was one of those kids who really enjoyed writing like kind of the one of the origin stories I tell, if you will, is um, you know picking up the the CD, the Encyclopedia Britannica, like CD-ROM, when I was a small child in the '90s, and like researching articles about elephants and like other fun things, and like writing stories about them. But then in college, I really got you know fired up on kind of the the independent journalism side of things, holding um, people in power accountable, bringing communities together. Wonderful. I'm a huge fan, or I was a huge fan of the education uh, lab series that the Seattle Times did. So I really appreciate that work. I think around that time, I actually, I was working in education. I had of a, a, almost a 10-year career in education. I started off at, uh, at Treehouse, where I worked in the Coaching to College Mentorship Program, uh, which is no longer uh, part of their educational programming, but 
their education uh, outcomes that Trailhouse has been able to produce for uh, young people in foster care uh, has been really uh, amazing. And then I spent a little over six years at uh, City Year, which is an AmeriCorps program here, uh, worked at the Seattle office and then for National. But it was really great um, as I was doing that work to read these stories about other amazing organizations and people, the great work and the, the achievements, commitments that they've made to uh, young people in the, the in the city. Yeah, thanks. And it was it was a great opportunity to really take the in-depth reporting that the Times does so well and make it, you know, a little more accessible to people and give them threads of things they could do about it. Um, you know, we we hosted events, we connected people on Facebook and in other ways, and um, so that was really, you know, I forget how how long ago that was five six years ago now. <laughs> like forever ago. But, um, you know, at, at the time, it, it was pretty unusual for a legacy media company to be saying, all right, we're not just going to, you know, publish a story and hope that people like it. We're actually going to make sure that they have something to do with it that's tangible. So that was pretty awesome. That's actually a great segue for my next question, which is for our listeners who are maybe not one of the 13,000 uh, subscribers to the Evergrade, can you tell us a little bit about the work, um, what you all do there, and uh, what your mission is. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good fit for what I'm passionate about. And um, I, I think uh, our tagline is helping curious Seattleites make the most of their city. And I think that applies to a lot of what we do, whether that's just like the tone of the newsletter that we write every day or um, the type of events that we would host, I guess, pre pre-COVID. I'm sure it'll happen soon, uh, eventually, uh, keeping my fingers crossed. Me too. There's just so many people in Seattle who are either, you know, have been here a while or are new, but they want to learn more about what's going on and how they can get involved, where they, they kind of say, you know, I love the Evergrey, not necessarily because it's like, you know, telling me what the latest headlines are, but because it's telling me what's happening in Seattle what events are coming up this weekend or, you know, actually what's going on at city council or um, something about a new restaurant opening. Like people just really want ways to plug in and stay engaged. So that's kind of our, our bread and butter. So next week on the 24th, we start our partnership. And what we'll be doing is highlighting some uh, amazing community members who aren't getting as much uh, notice, but are doing the work around belonging, creating belonging, uh, creating opportunities for mutual aid, really uh, connecting people to other people, people to other institutions or organizations, and really the community that they live in. So with that said, can you um, talk a little bit about, you know, if you want to highlight some of the people that you have already started talking to or what draws you to this particular project? You know, starting in March with coronavirus, um, it's just been super, I mean, it's, it's been a really difficult time in many different ways, but the silver lining is that it's been amazing to see folks in the community step up and just want to help out in whatever way they can. And I think we saw that first with like, you know, the, the need for immediate cash assistance. And, um, you know, we saw various GoFundMes emerge, the Seattle Artist Relief Fund, um, Seattle Foundation's COVID-19 Response Fund. And people were giving really generously to these things and still are in many cases. But I think now there's kind of this opportunity to assess where we want to go in the future and also talk about the systemic inequities that coronavirus has really highlighted in our city. 
several weeks later, we have all this um, unrest because of George Floyd's murder and Black, Black Lives Matter. And it's just really this crossroads where we can say as a city, like, like many other cities in the U.S., you know, where do we want to go from here? I was trying to draw some analogies of like being on a highway and making a U-turn or whatever. But I, I really think it's about like kind of rebuilding the entire freeway system or, or bus public transportation you know if you're not a driver sure sure like reaching all audiences so that's why i'm excited about this project um you know i I think people in the community are really eager to find ways that they can apply their skills and their talents um and their gifts to making things better moving forward addressing you know some of these fundamental problems that we're seeing create bigger problems when you're hit with a pandemic or you know when there's issues with police brutality or other kind of um unjust factors that are always swimming just under the surface in our society the first person we're going to feature is uh doc wilson who's a, a avid cyclist and life coach um, and he's been organizing weekly bike rides between black owned businesses in seattle He's just, he's really incredible because he is very self-aware of what he's interested in and what his talents are and how to apply that to kind of this grassroots effort that he started with these weekly bike rides. So yeah, I, I thought like one of the, one of the things he told me was, um, I want to align my passion with my purpose. So I thought that was a really salient point. And he also said, everybody has their own superpower. My superpower is bringing people together. So I think Hopefully this series gives us a chance to help other people discover what their superpower is and, and what their, you know, how their passions might align with making Seattle a better place moving forward. I had a great discussion with my team at uh, Civic Commons yesterday, and I've been having this conversation with lots of folks. The United States loves the idea of individual liberty and freedom, and it's basically baked into the American story. And it's a big reason why lots of refugees and immigrants come here for those particular liberties. But when we prioritize our individualism over the collective good, it's something that I think the U.S. can really learn and draw lessons from some other parts of the world and definitely from our ancestors who knew that humans, that we are social creatures like bees, like ants. And if we focus too much on the individualism, the idea of sacrifice and stewardship is lost. And we need both. And this idea of both, we're seeing it, uh, you know, we're seeing it now in the, the mutual aid and all the stories that are going to come forth from our partnership. And I was on the very first bike ride, um, the Peace Bike Ride that Doc Wilson put together that went from Alki to the Northwest African American Museum. And it was great, you know, being in community uh, and singular purpose to support uh, Black Lives Matter, to support black businesses and to hear from speakers. And it was just a really great event. And I'm looking forward to more of these stories that really talk about the idea of collective good and mutual aid and how that can really benefit our society as a whole. Caitlin, is there any last things you want to share before we close? I guess dovetailing with the what I said earlier about the Evergrey really being a, a product of the community and um, you know a place for people to channel their voices and um, engage with other folks like throughout the project. We'll be including call-outs and opportunities for people to get involved with the folks we're featuring, to reach out to us and, you know, suggest future subjects for these mini profiles, um, 
to, to just lend their feedback and really be part of building this project into something awesome. So I just encourage folks to look out for that. And um, I guess feel free to reach out to me anytime. My email is caitlin at theevergray.com or hello at theevergray.com. That's even, even easier. So yeah, I, I mean, it, it, I think we're open and, and hope that we hear feedback that will help us kind of shape the direction of this as it goes. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been a subscriber for quite a while, uh, a few years at least, maybe three or four. Um, and you know that five dollars a month membership uh, is such a, such a bargain. And I know that since COVID uh, started, uh, you all actually doubled the number of paying members. Yeah, it's actually eight dollars a month. So I don't know what kind of deal you're getting, but <laughs> that's <a> discount. <laughs> I'm so happy to give my money that I don't even check the Venmo or PayPal uh, thing that comes up every month because it's just money well spent. Yeah, the the community has really stepped up in a big way. It's been surprising and amazing and just like, I didn't expect it. I think before the pandemic hit, we had about 250 or 300 members and now we have more than 600 so yeah, I mean, I think that gets back to just that people in Seattle are really eager to support the things that they care about. And the events of the last several months have shown us all that we can't take these things for granted. Like, you know, whether that's the the coffee shop on your corner or the mom and pop owned restaurant in the international district, like these things depend on us to keep them running. I'm excited to take that energy and channel it into to other places and other efforts that are are happening in the city. I don't think people are going to run out of a need for the Evergrey. It's such an important, needed part of recovery as a as a city, and people needed to really catch up on what's going what's going on in our neighborhoods. Uh, and it's actually a place where you can actually you can insert yourself into the fabric of the community. And what the Evergrey does, and what we're trying to do, is really create belonging. And that's why this is such a great partnership. Uh, and I think, you know, you all have been doing that work really, really well, even with the Seattle chill, which I think is amazing. It's a fine line, you know, but. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Caitlin uh, for coming on the podcast today. And please subscribe to the Evergrey. You can go on their website. You also please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Uh, stay safe, build bridges. And remember, we belong here.